stuck or fearful of change? Do you wish there was a way to really experiment with change in a risk-free way? Well, I have the answer for you. Welcome to the Modern Creative Woman, exploring the art and science of creativity. I'm your hostess and creativity expert, Dr. Amy Bacos. Let's get started. Change can be scary, that is for sure. And it's one of the leading causes of stress in our lives. And maybe you're wishing that you could experiment with change without all the risk or the hassle of actually having to change your behaviors. And you might be surprised that such a thing does exist. And it's far more than just imagining the change. I know it sounds like an easy fix or something akin to snake oil. However, you can make huge strides in practicing your change through art making. And this is in fact, a foundational practice in art therapy. Art provides the ideal place to practice expressing ourselves. It helps us communicate, know ourselves, and understand what's truly important to us so that we can then make change in the world and act on it. The great part about art therapy is that there is no risk in exploring your desires, your wishes, your dreams. It's really a way to daydream and then practice your desired change. The feelings that come up during a change process can be really scary. And sometimes they're exhilarating, but other times it's really stressful and we want to give up. But every time I make art, myself or with my clients, it's always a very curious surprise what emerges from our practice. Now, art therapy uses art materials, movement, self-expression to tap into pre-conscious material. That's the stuff you know, but that you're not thinking about in the moment, as well as your unconscious material. And that's stuff you've forgotten or things that you believe that are kind of so deep down that you're not really fully aware of them. Art making and art therapy also allows you to experiment in a way that kind of helps us bypass our own psychological defenses. It really helps us unstick our thinking and move into creative thought. It also allows us to engage in free thinking without judgment, using art therapy to reflect on change, gather insight, and figure out what you want to do through the art is this really incredibly safe way to experiment. And it doesn't matter how many times I end up making art for myself. I always learn something about myself. I've been making art since I was three, and I've been focused on art therapy since the late 80s when I first heard about it. And the happy truth is that there is no way that you can exhaust your creativity. The more you create, the more you're able to create. There's more inside you that's generated for creativity. An art therapist knows how to use the materials and the processes to bring about insight and change. So remember, you're not doing art therapy unless you're working with a trained master's level or doctor level art therapist. And in the U.S., art therapists are registered and board certified through the American um, Art Therapy Credential Board. And if you want to work with an art therapist, you can look on the American Art Therapy Association. In England, you can find the British Art Therapy Association. And you can check out on their websites to see where you can find an art therapist in your area. 
And listen, lots of people on psychology today say that they do art therapy, and they might do art with you in therapy, but only art therapists can do art therapy. It's the unique purview of people who are specially trained. It's not art therapy unless you do it with an art therapist. Okay, <laughs> end of lecture. But I'm wondering if you'd like to practice taking a little bit of risk. It's one way to overcome our worries and our fears about change. And in the last episode, I gave you kind of a classic art therapy intervention of using bilateral scribbles. And bilateral processing includes both, you know, kind of the abstract ways that we think as well as the more concrete ways that we think. And I want to build on that idea today. So let's check out how you can practice taking a risk in art making. If you're in a situation you don't like, or if you're facing a problem, you can start to think about the solution that you want. And this involves three drawings. First, the problem you're facing. Second, use a solution-focused approach and draw out the solution to whatever problem you're facing. And on the third sheet of paper, this is where it gets good, you draw out how you will get from the problem to the solution. There's one more step though. It's really important to write out the process of how you got from the problem to the solution in the artwork. So I'll repeat the three drawings. The problem you're facing. The second one is the solution, as if the problem had been solved. And the third one is how you got from the problem to the solution. So using the art and the writing, you can get to the solution so much faster than journaling or talking it out, and certainly way faster than if you're just thinking about it. We can really block ourselves if we're only using our thoughts or even just using words. We really do our best creative thinking when we use an integrated approach for problem solving. Let me explain what I mean. You've probably heard people talk about the right brain and the left brain. And saying we want to use both sides of the brain is really too reductionistic to capture how our brain truly works. So it's not the case at all that one side is devoted completely to art and abstract thinking, while the other is completely devoted to logic. But that's how we tend to simplify it and, and kind of make it a binary based on what's predominant in, in one lobe or the other. But the truth is our brains are way more complicated and way more integrated. So instead of thinking right and left brain, imagine that when you're making art, you're using multiple ways of knowing to gain greater access to your brain. So it's through art and words and movement that you can use more parts of your brain and really engage more parts of your senses. So in other words, you're shifting from abstract symbols of art into the more concrete symbol of words and back again. And this is a really powerful way to use your brain. This gives you greater access to creative thinking and all new ways of experimenting in the world. Now, art is a great tool for helping you identify what you would prefer, what you would like, what you would really enjoy. And I think a lot of times us women struggle with admitting what we want and sometimes even knowing what we want, what our true desires are. Sometimes it's just felt easier to say, oh, that's fine, whatever works. And I can't be the only one who has said, I'll just make it work instead. And like, instead of saying what I really wanted, 
But when we do this a lot, we can get really rusty in expressing our opinions. And best of all, when we're looking at our dreams through art and exploring the cognitive aspects afterwards, you get clarity. This shift from abstract yearnings and dreams and desires into the planning mode of your frontal lobe of your brain. And it's here we're really able to focus on what we want to happen next, be able to predict what will happen, and plan how we're going to get from a dream to a reality. I want to shift a little bit at this point from talking about why art can help you change and practice change and how it works as a strategy. And I want to tell you about a way that I use it when I work with my clients in consultation or in counseling. And you can employ some of these ideas today and you will see how wildly effective the concept is. I call it working inside out and outside in. I'm definitely not a therapist who's only focused on uncovering your past experiences. I'm very focused in the present and focused on what people want to do going forward. And working from the inside out really means that we're going to sort out what's on the inside. And that's maybe the parts of yourself that you like, the parts you dislike, your dreams, your aspirations. And I really help women focus on externalizing all of this stuff without judgment. It's essential that we express ourselves in many ways, in words and art and movement. And then to flip it to the other side, we work from the outside to the inside. And that's about changing things on the outside and trying out new behaviors that align our outside with all the good stuff we like and value on the inside. And this can include taking risks, as well as changing your habits, engaging in different kinds of self-care, and it includes taking large and small actions, doing little experiments that are just a little bit different than your usual way of engaging. For example, you might try talking to new people. You might decide it's time to have a difficult conversation, to tell somebody that you love them. Or maybe it's time to get a fresh haircut or a new outfit that feels really authentic to you. In acceptance and commitment therapy, we call these actions committed actions. It means being committed to show your true self on the outside by acting in alignment with what you most value, what's most important to you. And I talk a lot with the women I work with about what it means for them to maybe spend the money on their haircut or take the time to go do it or what it was like for them to approach a challenging conversation with someone they love. And when we do, all this rich stuff comes up, when we're really consciously focused on the new and often very uncomfortable behavior. And these experiments with committed actions often bring up our old schemas, and those are thought patterns or deeply entrenched beliefs about ourselves in the world. It can bring up unhelpful thoughts, when we try and change. And we can also start telling ourselves these really old stories about maybe not being worthy enough or not good enough. The art is how we can really process these experiments out in the world to understand them and keep moving towards them even when it feels uncomfortable. I think a lot about denying ourselves of the things that we want. And so many of us do. Like if the house is cluttered, we're denying ourselves of like an easy, restful place to look and sit and work. And my mom always says we have to have some blank spaces on the walls and the counters around the house. 
that just allow our eyes to rest. And I really took that to heart. We have to have clean, neat spaces to be able to have this kind of visual rest that allows for creative thinking. Now, I am not a naturally clean, neat person because when I'm working, everything is everywhere. But when I go to bed, it's a ritual that I love. I clean off my desk. It's also a gift to my future self. When I walk back into my office, I am met always with a tidy desk. So now that you know why art and art therapy is so profound in kind of this low-risk externalizing of our inner experiences, I'm wondering what you think about this. This kind of creativity really helps us bring what's inside out to the world. And it allows us to explore in a really safe way and try things out without having to do anything else in the world. You get to experiment being yourself with your art first. I think just playing with your art supplies, having fun and experimenting is a way to practice self-expression. And then it gets easier to create your authentic external self. It just flows so much easier when you are more in touch with what's happening on the inside. Once you see what's happening on the inside, inside kind of laid out in front of you in the art, it's just a little bit easier to take that risk and experiment with a different change in the world, like speaking from your heart, dressing authentically, finding yourself worthy of that self-care. I think it's really through art materials like canvas or paper or clay or a pile of junk that you picked up from the recycling center sticks and stones that you find outside it's through the material that you can practice linking your abstract thinking with your concrete thinking and again all this happens through the body motions of creation bilateral movement the mental experience of flow i really want you to keep thinking about this inside out and outside in idea and currently i'm Focusing on how I can use the outside to help me cultivate what I want on the inside. And for me, it's all about relaxation and inspiration right now. I've been working on a few new things. First, we have a new website. It's a gorgeous new page. It's themoderncreativewoman.com, so I hope you go check it out. And I'm also preparing to open the doors to our Paris retreat. And I really had the intention of doing this creative work the new website, launching the Paris retreat. I wanted to do it in a state of relaxation and beauty. And so I started cultivating that on the outside, really focusing on restful sleep, making sure my office was clean, that things were beautifully arranged, lighting candles. And I think you'll find it shows on the outside, the, the website, the trip, shows on the outside what I've been working on on the inside. When you see that webpage or you hear the luxuries that I have for you in Paris, you will hopefully feel what I put into it. So here's a question that you can use this week to express yourself more creatively. Here's the question. What are you going to do today to make yourself happy? What are you going to do today to make yourself happy? I can almost hear some of you thinking, I don't have time for that but you do. The good news is you don't have to like sit around and wait to be happy or even wait to feel like you deserve to be happy. It's about 
pulling from the inside and pulling from the outside so you can really have those experiences that give you pleasure and enjoyment. So if you keep thinking about this work of creativity and you're interested in creating your life using that inside-out, outside-in technique, I want to invite you to join the Modern Creative Woman. Honestly, it is the most unique program I've ever heard of. I know I'm biased, but it's just that good. You'll learn the art and science of creativity. I was a professor and chair of my department for over a decade, so you know you're getting the best in creativity research. But you also learn to think creatively, using your focus on our three primary ways of creating. It's through your presence, your mindset, and your unique purpose. I hope you'll come join us. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And now that you know about inside out and outside in, what will you create? Do come join me in the Modern Creative Woman on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Dr. Amy Beckos. And have you gotten a copy of the five values of the Modern Creative Woman? You can hop on over to www.moderncreativewoman.com and join our email list. And you'll get creativity delivered right to your inbox every month. And you'll get your free copy of the aspirational principles that you need to live your modern creative life. Have a wonderful week. And I cannot wait to talk with you in the next episode about the art and science of your creativity. I'll see you next time.